0: You're listening to 88.9 The Bridge. Uh, It's Eden here to introduce a roundtable discussion on current events. Uh, I wanted to jump on to give a quick disclaimer before we get started. This is not a news report. This is a roundtable discussion, and it should not be taken as a news supplement. We'll be sharing our opinions and thoughts on current events and what's happening in the United States right now. So keep that in mind as you're listening. Enjoy! Enjoy! As I'm sure you're all well aware, yesterday, a pro-Trump mob stormed the Capitol building to prevent Congress from certifying President-elect Joe Biden's win. Congress members, including Mike Pence, had to flee for their safety. Um, But at around 3.45 a.m., Congress was able to confirm Biden's victory. There's a lot to unpack here and a lot more that I did not mention. So let's talk about it with a roundtable discussion. Uh, I wanna start by having you guys introduce yourself and then share your overall feelings about current events and what's happening right now and then how you felt when you heard about what was happening yesterday. Um, Sid, I'll throw it to you to start.
1: Uh, Yeah, Uh, I'm Sid Schroff. I'm in ninth grade. Um, And I don't know, so uh, everything was, Pretty shocking for me. It sort of went by really quickly, but I I don't know. There was, a, a lot of things came to my mind about how a lot of us take, sort of take democracy as it is for granted in a way, like this, di- or yesterday when people normally certify the election and stuff like that, you don't really, people don't really pay attention to that day and I feel like this was a very interesting thing that people are suddenly aware of all of this and you realize how important it is when something like this happens I don't know uh, I can pass it to maybe Sophie.
2: Yeah um, I'm Sophie I'm a sophomore this year Uh, so I was actually at a friend's house um, during the day and it was lunchtime and her sister came downstairs and turned on the news. And she said to us, Oh, there are people raiding the Capitol right now. And something I thought was really odd and interesting is my reaction to it. I wasn't I wasn't surprised. It was, it was just that, oh, no way. You know, like with everything else that has happened this year that's occurred, I feel like it's so weird to me that my reaction wasn't. Much crazier. It wasn't like, no, like, what the heck? Like, what's going on? It was just kind of like, oh, like, I guess I expected it.
0: No, I like I totally agree. That's when my friends were talking about how none of us were surprised. And I remember my parents like opening, opening the cabinet for to show our TV. And it was like this moment that's happened so many times over the past year where we just stand in front of the TV and we're like, ah, crazy news again. It's so on, un- it's so expected. Yeah,
3: yeah I, I remember. My I was just finishing a class when my mom. Cause my mom, she like she's look at the schedule, so she knows when the class are finishing and stuff. So my class ended like one or two minutes prior. My mom walked in and was like, Oh, there are people, uh there are people um climbing the stairs and entering the Capitol building right now. And at first it's just like, Okay, great. And I just said it's just like, yeah, whatever. It's it's more more news from that like, you know, more, like you guys have been saying, more crazy news. But I, it, I, as I was doing do whatever I was doing and getting ready for my next class, it started to hit me. I was like, wait, what? There are people, like, you know, the, the icon of democracy, arguably the world, is being stormed. Like, what? Uh, it just kind of started to sink in and the, you know, the craziness. that I, A lot of people have been throwing around, you know, hasn't happened ever by Americans, or right? It happened once in the War of 1814, or War of 1812 in 1814 by the Canadians, but hasn't, like you know, this isn't like, unprecedented.
0: Yeah, I, I agree too, and like, agree with and relate to what all of you guys were saying. Um, now, I think we can talk about division and Unity. I know I'm on a show with Sophie and Sid called Divided, where we talk about and interview people with different political beliefs and talk about division. Um, So I think it will be interesting for us to be talking about this. Um, What do you think is missing in this country in order for us to have less division and unrest? Like what's up and why is our democracy being so threatened right now versus other times? Just anything related to that. Um, and Sam,
3: do you want to start? Yeah, personally, I think it's mainly because of all the misinformation flying around. It's, I think that's a really big thing. And when, when people, like a lot of those people that were, a lot of people that were uh, trying to storm the Capitol, they truly, truly believed um, when the president said that the election had been stolen or there had been massive fraud. Right. Um, so and in, in they, they they were truly convinced that there had been massive fraud. And they were the ones in the right. That they were the ones saving democracy from some hidden tyranny. And I think that the fact that that sort of stuff gets thrown around and isn't like you know actively dispelled by like everyone. Everyone has come together to be like, "Whoa, that's not true. We can't let them say that." I think that's what needs to change.
1: I think I think one thing that's important is that this misinformation, it's really starting out as disinformation that's being spread by this one person. And, oh my gosh, yeah. Right. It's basically, that's what's really so threatening is that it's coming from the government and then this disinformation is coming from the government and it's sort of spreading throughout and it becomes misinformation, which people really believe. And then that's really what incites them to do this stuff.
0: I mean, Lila was actually the one who taught me about the difference between disinformation and misinformation, like disinformation being intentionally spread and then misinformation being like accidental. And I think especially with social media, it's so easy to, to interpret things as facts that aren't. Uh, And I think like fake news has never had like such a platform to spread. And also the term fake news is thrown around so often that, it's so hard to know what's real and what's fake. And yeah, I don't know.
2: Sophie, what do you think? Um, Well, I feel like I, I think the exact same thing. I mean, kind of to answer your question, Eden, I feel like the reason for all of this, as you guys were saying, misinformation is because of who's in power in government right now. And maybe that's just because of my own personal bias. Maybe that's because of my personal opinions. But I feel like in order for us to really achieve the unity or kind of like have less division in our country is to, I guess you'd say like replace the higher forms of government that we have right now.
1: I think another important thing uh, is that a lot of this sort of division and all of that, I feel like a lot of it comes like stems from labels that are created. Because if you really think of it, Democratic and Republican—they don't really mean anything in a way. They have this huge significance upon society and our actions, but all—all all democratic and Republican or liberal and conservative—it just—it just separates these two people, these two types, which probably isn't the correct word to say, but these two people who have different opinions. And I think that's really what creates this, uh, this sort of tension between them. So, and yeah.
0: I also think you can, I think, yes. um, Like you can blame Trump for creating this division but it also shows how susceptible everybody in our country is to following what these leaders say and believing things that maybe aren't true and ganging up against a cause that everybody disagrees on. And I think all to me, that's also one of the most terrifying things is that that could be any of us. I don't have any of you guys read the Lucifer effect, the book. It's this, it's this like psycho- book I'm reading for psychology that I finished for psychology. And it's a, it talks about how anybody is capable of Committing evil acts if put in, in the right situation or under the right circumstances. And I feel like this is really being reflected. Like these people storming the Capitol, like I think Sam, it was you who was saying that they genuinely believe every cause that they get behind. And so they're they're rioting and being unconstitutional. But that could be any of us.
3: Yeah. And I know a lot of people, something else that I found interesting when Peel first made a comparison, which this this might be a little bit of a touchy topic um, for some listeners, but uh, a lot of people started comparing it to like the Beer Hall Putsch. Um, And while that, right, that was 1923, it was when Hitler attempted to seize power in Bavaria. Um, And although a lot of, a lot of the things there may seem kind of like uh not exactly the same there there are definitely some comparisons but um i just thought that was really interesting and i looked more into that and there are a lot of other really interesting parallels that can be drawn really scary parallels that makes me wonder is america heading in like a uh, a loss of democracy like a towards like a some sort of authoritarian or tyrannical dictator that's gonna try to seize power. I don't I don't think we're in that, I think we have a much stronger democracy than Germany did then, but I just, I just thought that was a really scary thing to think about and just something we should all be aware of. Yeah, for sure.
1: I think that a lot of times people don't really realize it's happening sometimes and when, and people don't really want to accept that it's happening either and I think um, yeah, it's definitely a touchy topic, so I don't really want to go too far into it, because I don't want to offend anybody, (laughs) but it's, it's definitely, uh, people don't really, they don't, they don't really want to accept that this could be something that's falling apart, like, you never know.
0: Yeah, I think when you start to go down that, that rabbit hole where you think that our democracy is falling apart, it gets really scary, and you think that we're all, doomed but there is hope for us yet there there is i another comparison that i've heard people made i don't know if you guys have or heard people making i'm not sure if you've heard this too um i've heard from the more conservative and people comparing it to black lives matter and saying why aren't you ang- as angry when all of these protesters are rioting, but now you're so angry at these people at, like that, that are like on the other end, isn't that hypocritical? And I just, I don't know. I It's hard for me to understand other people's arguments and sides because sometimes I I have this issue where I accept my opinion as fact and I know that that's not the case. But what do you guys think about that?
3: Um, go on, Sophie. Okay.
2: Oh, okay, thank you, Sam. Um, well, Eden, In my, in a lot of my classes, especially earlier this morning, we had extensive conversations about the topic. And um, I think that you're right, I do the same thing. It's hard to kind of like see other people's opinions when you're so set on knowing that yours is right or thinking that yours is right. I think that in a way, it's hard to see these people's opinions because I feel like it's there comparisons that are hard to make because the two events are so very different. And I feel like they were for different reasons. And the people of yesterday's event at the Capitol, they were literally breaching the capital of our country. They went in and they shot people. They, you know, it was just absurd events that I feel like are extremely different from protests. And um, things earlier this summer.
1: I think what's important is that both of them, everybody who participated in this, they all really believed in the Mm -hmm. cause that they were trying to, uh, help. So yeah, that's something that was very important.
0: Well, that's what, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I- well, how I thought about it was well the the two situations are, are completely different because people involved in black lives matter who are protesting are protesting for basic rights to be like treated equally. Um, and the people at, at, at storming the Capitol building are just upset that their candidate lost. And then, when I thought about like what Sid was saying. They don't, I don't think that they think about it like that. They think it was a stolen election. and I don't know how you could convince them otherwise. like what happened I just I just don't know what happens next.
3: Yeah, and something that my mom and I both noticed um, and I'm sure a lot of other, like a lot of people have also noticed this and have thought, wow, that's really interesting. but you know, also another thing where you're not surprised we automatically have been calling the people that stormed the Capitol building We've automatically been calling them protesters or, um, or maybe, maybe sometimes rioters, but like, let's be real. These people could be rioters, maybe terrorists, depending on how you uh, look at it. And it's it, get there, like, you know, BLM protests that will be far, far less uh, violent than that was. And they'll be, you know, rioters or like you know and there, there's so many other different epithets I could stick on there that could give it a whole different, new whole new meaning but yeah
0: yeah I'm not, does anybody else have any thoughts on that I guess we, we strayed from, far from the question but any other thoughts on what we were just touching on before we move on to another question
3: um, there was some, something that this is a bit um, uh, on the nose, kind of. So, my friend uh, kind of he kind of quipped, This is what America gets for, you know, a 100 years of doing this to Latin American countries. And I, at first I thought about that, I was like, What do you mean? And it's like, Oh, yeah, we have had, some, we have like been the reason for so many coups, especially the past 50 years. I thought that was a bit, it is a bit of like a, like it uh, left a sour taste in my mouth and i i can understand why the, what the joke is like um i don't know it, it this is a bit unrelated to what uh things we've been talking about but just makes you think like whoa we've we've been in the name of democracy so many times we have interfered in other people's self-determination and their their democracy i just think that's it makes me really think about like uh, things America has done. I mean, it's not the first time we will have thought about something America has done in the past and you've been like, maybe we shouldn't have done that. But, you know, it's like how many times do we do we find ourselves in regretting America's past?
0: It's also the interesting, like the American I- ideals that you associate the United States with that you just accept kind of as true and ignore everything that we do that's, that's wrong uh yeah I'm I'm not sure like being the image of democracy all men are created equal things like that uh I think that's a really interesting point talking about other countries and how we've interviewed with them um okay I think we can move on to the next question in which we talked a little bit about but I think we can expand on uh and that's how can we attempt to restore unity after this, if we can even
1: reach unity? I think in my personal opinion, of course it's my opinion, but I mentioned earlier about labels and I think it's really understanding those labels. And in addition to understanding those labels, you also need to know wh- where you're getting your information from, which I know those are two very different things, but. I think both of them play into this simultaneously.
3: Um, I think this is highly unrealistic, but I think what would be most effective is if we were just able to get rid of the two-party system. I think the two-party its I know some people like it, but a lot of people really have their their grievances with just one Democrat candidate and one Republican candidate for each position. And I, I feel like there's just, it, it alienates people so easily. And it just, you know, it, someone that's a very moderate Democrat or a very moderate Republican, you know, and they, they can be so at odds with each other. And instead if they're like, you know, 10, 10 large parties, and you know they, uh, there's a scale. If you're if you're a communist, you can vote for communists. If you're like super far right, you can vote for super far right people. And that way, there's like a, a healthy scale, and it's not as it's a much much healthier dialogue, political dialogue. It just everything was, of course, though. Like is that going to happen? I doubt it. But
0: yeah. I agree. I think especially after this election, we've seen what what the negatives are when we're so. Split between two things because you think, well, I think the words conservative and Republican, and I think Trump, and I'm like, oh gosh. And then I think like Democrat, and I think Biden, super liberal, BLM, protests, all of these. And I'm looking at these two super, like, far, far apart sides, and not everybody falls into one of those two categories. And it's hard to not associate at people with one or the other and not in between.
1: That was was my huge thing with labels because they sort of create that, right? They create that, okay, I think of Republican, now I'm thinking of Trump and oh, this person classifies themselves as Republican. So I'm not, do I wanna associate with them or not? And that sort of tension, that's what's creating that big rift. And that's what needs to be understood more.
2: Right, Sid, I, I completely agree. I feel like also now especially, I have a few friends that don't share the same political beliefs as me. And I guess when I, when I first found out that they didn't, I feel like my immediate thought was, oh my gosh, like crazy things that weren't even true. And then after talking about it with them more, I found that it wasn't at all what I thought it was going to be. So exactly what Eden said, I think that the two sides are so polarized that it's hard to accept others' beliefs and kind of like, it's kind of hard to, it's like where I'm making assumptions about what other people think before I even let them explain what they think to me. And it's kind of like made me step back and think, oh, I need to change the way I think and how I act and how I listen to other people's thoughts.
0: I I also think... with these people that you're friends with, it doesn't, you're still friends with them. It doesn't matter that they are conservative or Republican or whatever. And I think no no matter what you do in in the United States or now, like everybody will have different beliefs because everybody has different values and they all come from different backgrounds and value different things way more than others. And that might make them more conservative or more liberal or democratic, whatever. But I think it's also important to recognize that like there are so many parts to me personally. I have so many interests. I can talk to people about like anything that are, is completely unrelated to politics. And just because someone is a different party than you doesn't mean that you don't have a ton in common and that you can't have awesome conversations or have them be your best friend. Because I don't think that the objective should always be to like, have someone agree with you or, or, or change them. Because I think unity isn't like all being the same. It's just kind of kind of coexisting. That's what we talk a lot about on Divided too. That's kind of our message, um, finding what you have in common. Right,
2: And I think it's so important for people of different political de- beliefs to have conversations and learn about what each other think to, like you said, make the environment more unified. I feel like having people chat with each other um, in a mature way definitely leads to positive impacts.
1: It just reminds me uh, very quickly of this interview I had done and it was with a person from Michigan who lived in a battleground state, right? And there's obviously so many people with different political views. And one message that she stressed over and over and over again was that it's important to look beyond that those po- the politics and it's important to see what you can see what you have in common with other people be- beyond their political views and because it gets really hard when you can say one political thing and then it can just spark and spark some random thing from another person. So you, you can
3: just focus beyond that and you can still be together and unified in a community.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. But at the oh, Sam, were you going to say something?
3: Right. I was just wondering, like, I'm still trying to think about, like, w- w- what is the best way to, what is the best course of action to be, like, unified again? And I think a really big problem is going going into this election, neither side had any any expectations. Like, both sides were sure they were going to win. And both and. Both sides, I think, were sure they were going to win by a lot, and you know, ended up being as we've seen now, Biden did win. It wasn't by a ton, though. It was it was still a victory, but you know, I think that the fact that no one was willing to compromise at all, it just like it, 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 it's like a powder keg. It's it was ready. It was ready for something like this to happen.
0: I think. I honestly think um, it will be a very long time until our country could say that it's more unified, more like it was maybe a couple years ago. Um, I think it will take cycling through a few more presidents, uh, sadly. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think time. And I, I also think, I don't know, I don't know, speculating. If Trump were to take back a lot of what he said and say, um, step down, stop, I was wrong, this is wrong, I concede. I think that would make a huge difference versus if his party just has to like fizzle out. Uh, but again, that's something we will have to see where it goes.
3: You know that, actually that's, that's a really great point because this is a bit, um, this, as you're saying that this, uh, I drew this like parallel in my head um, at, at the end of World War II, uh, when Japan was surrendering, um, the the Americans were very specific about don't don't bomb Tokyo or like we will we, well, don't bomb near the emperor's palace. We need to make sure the emperor is alive and the emperor is well. And the emperor tells the people that it's over, that the war is over. Because um, for those that might not know that the Japanese people during World War, like up to World War Two. Had been very radicalized, and a lot of uh, the Japanese soldiers would fight to the very end, even if it meant like death over surrender. And after the two atomic bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, it had to it had to be that you know Emperor Hirohito said, "Hey, stop fighting. The war is over. The war is lost. There's no need for more bloodshed." and I think that's been more extreme, a lot more extreme than this, but it's kind of like yeah the this small port well the, this portion of the right that it's in question has been very radicalized, and I think if it, you know if their leader if they if Trump was to say, Hey, it's over we we lost, I'm conceding, and you know we we fought for what we believed in, if even if other people might disagree in that. Um, and hey, it's over. Just you know, we gotta, we gotta heal. We gotta heal, repair, move on.
0: But do you think that that would ever happen? Is it realistic to say that that would happen?
3: <laughs> See, the reason, I, the reason I don't think it would happen is because. Like the reason it happened for uh, it, during World War II, right? It was because Japan had been completely just like it was in submission. There was, they had no chance of winning. This isn't the same scenario there, though, because there's, there's no sort of, there, there are no penalties really for Trump if he doesn't, uh, if he doesn't keep, uh, keep up this narrative. And then it's a really dangerous narrative, but there there are no real repercussions that come directly back to him. And, you know, maybe there there could be very minor things, but it's just nothing on the same caliber.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's so hard to say. Um, Yeah, I'm not not sure. Sophie and Sid, do you guys have any thoughts? Because I want to hear what you think. I feel like I've been talking a lot.
1: Um, I think one thing that I found interesting was I had gone and I had looked at the results of every election in the past and what I something that I noticed was that the presidents who got elected many of them if you look a really far like really far back you can see that they got an overwhelming majority of the votes and I don't think people paid as much attention to Party lines and those things. Uh, I think that that was if somehow you could almost in a way depoliticize parties, which obviously is very difficult and probably won't happen, but that would really help.
0: But again, I'll I'll circle back to social media. I think that's like the great barrier. That's the reason why I don't think that that will happen. And I'm not sure if maybe I, you you guys have probably noticed this too if you're active on social media. When you see a post about the election or coronavirus, there's now like little alerts. And on Twitter, there's things that say like, this is false, things like that. So I guess social media is becoming a little bit more regulated. But when it comes to news there and and posting things on the, posting false information on the internet, they're like, how do you, I don't know how you monitor that type of thing. And I think that that's something that would need to, I can't say be solved because I don't think it'll ever be solved, but aided, regulated.
3: Honestly, I think the best anecdote is just, we have like, you know, we, in schools, we have stuff like, uh, you know you get education on like uh on like health education you get education on like what drugs do and stuff like that why not just have like a a short unit for everyone for like you know elementary I think by high school and middle school most people are aware of the you know there's fake stuff on the internet but like third graders might not know And if you put in just like a small course for third graders maybe that could that could solve a lot of problems for young kids and eventually it will, you know, when more, more society is aware. And actually, as I'm saying this, I'm surprised we don't have anything like that yet. Maybe we do.
0: Are you, do you mean like a course on data privacy and safety on the internet and misinformation?
3: Yeah. Just like literally it's like, what if, you know, just for one or two days and in uh, like third or fourth grade, something like that, you get a, a little, a short little course. I'm like, Hey here is how you're, you, you you verify things on the internet, you see something that might not be true, find another source, right? I don't know.
0: Well, I, oh yeah, Sophie, you can go.
2: Oh, well, I was just gonna say that, Sam, I think that what you're saying is super important. I think that would be such a great idea, but I do wanna add that in elementary school, there were very vague lessons, very brief lessons about um, how to conduct research on the internet. and um, I remember, uh, our teachers having us visit this one website and we were reading about some crazy article and she had us read it all, like read it thoroughly. Um, and then at the end, she says to us all, oh wait, that's not true. This is a false article, um, made by someone else. Like none of what you read is just true, but, um, do you see how it looked so real? It looked so, um, it it looks so credible. It's I want to say kind of that it's hard to sometimes know what you're reading is fake. I mean, I feel like that's kind of like a it's not exactly true, but sometimes I'll find myself looking at something on Instagram um, that I don't even that I looked I, I found it on someone's story. I found a post that didn't even really matter and I find myself reading it. And I'm like, no way, that's crazy. And then I'm like, oh wait, how do I even know this is true? This is some random post on Instagram from someone's account that I don't even know. I need to go fact check this on credible websites, um, news sources and other things. Um, I guess what I'm saying is sometimes it's hard to realize what you're reading isn't reliable.
1: Yeah, and I think an important thing, I had done this class on misinformation and disinformation at UW over the summer a while ago uh, and Uh, You really need to try and see and look at a lot of different sources. And even though I am very left aligned, uh, I definitely go with my family and we watch like CNN, we watch Fox, we watch watch a, a variety of different news channels so that we know that, okay, I think I'm getting the right thing from this.
0: Yeah, I mean looking at it when you mentioned like like Fox News, it's interesting to just like go on those news sites and then see what other people are seeing and you can begin to understand where all these vast opinions come from and how they circulate. Because I'm at like I read the New York Times and that's a more liberal news outlet. And so someone reading Fox News might be like, oh my gosh, they're reading this opinionated fake news outlet. So it, I guess it depends on what your beliefs are and how you look at
1: it.
3: Well, I think I've definitely, you know, I've got a lot of takeaways. I've definitely had some questions answered today. I think I've got, had some, some that are still unsure and, you know, we'll see as, t- as time goes on, we'll see you know, next 13 days, we'll see what happens, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Sid and Sophie, what are your guys's concluding thoughts before we end off
2: here? Um, well, I just want to say that I, I think that that was a really good discussion. I feel like, like Sam said, a lot of my questions were answered as well. I feel like after this, I'm, to be thinking about a lot of things especially what happened yesterday at the capitol um you know i I always tell myself oh i found something cool i heard something cool from someone else that's an interesting topic i have to go research it um so yeah i guess doing a lot more research is gonna be my pathway to go
1: yeah i agree i i definitely had a lot of questions answered too um i definitely took away uh (laughs) I, I definitely took away um, def- definitely looking at different news things and making sure you're getting everything correct uh, through and yeah
0: yeah and I think it's just important to have more discussions like these and keep your mind open and the future is bright and we can't forget that it's never as bad as you think it is uh this has been Eden on 88.9 The Bridge, as well as Sam, Sophie, and Sid talking about current events. Thank you so much for tuning in.